A sign in a Waffle House front window reads, quote, order from the menu. We not making nothing you saw on TikTok. Thanks to social media, everybody wants to show up to franchises and order the secret menu items. And it's driving people crazy. The publication, The Takeout, reports not only do hacks tend to cost companies money, but they also can create holdups for workers who are having to fulfill multiple orders at once. Some establishments have been more welcoming to the hacks like uh, the Starbucks pink drink became an official menu item in 2017 after it made the rounds on Instagram. Other places like Chipotle have been less open to embracing hacks. Um, They had that, there was that video that showed you how to make $3 burritos. And now they've removed the ability to order tacos from the online menu because you could order all the ingredients for burritos for $3 and make this massive burrito by getting extra this inside this. Aren't you about tired of listening to sports shows with all the woke bullshit? So are we. This is Patriot Sports Radio. Patriot Sports Radio. Fed up with the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media. If it's sports, from the high school level to the pros, we're talking about it. Like the red-blooded Americans we are. God bless America. God bless America. God bless America. Let's do this. And now, here's Eric, Angela, John, Chris, and the coach. Welcome back, my friends. If you're new, then welcome in Patriot Sports Radio. My name is Eric. I'm your host. Glad to have you with us. And thank you for those reviews. They help a ton to keep us near the top of the search results when people are looking for sports podcasts, which I don't have to tell you, kind of a big deal. Angela is out tonight. We got the no girls allowed sign on the door. It's just like the old days. You've made an exceptionally good life choice by subscribing and downloading this podcast. This is a good one, boys. I love this show already and it hasn't even happened yet. And it won't if I don't move the hell on. So let's do that. As I said, Angela's out. She'll be back. Chris is over there running shit. Coach is here. John's back. And I think we can hear him and everything. So outstanding. How's, uh, How's the mountains? How's the Colorado up there, John? But good. By the way, there's a chip in the football now. Yeah. After the Ravens Bengals game, Next Gen Stats tweeted, How close was Tyler Huntley to cl- crossing the plane with the football? According to the chip in the football, the closest the ball got to the end zone was 0.6 yards from the goal line. The what? Yes, it's very hush hush, but it seems there's a chip in the football. There's been a chip in the football for an indeterminate amount of time, possibly since 2017. And it's accurate within six inches, which some people might say is plenty enough margin of error to require the sticks and the chain still. I guess more on this as de- as it develops. Coach, have you ever heard anything about a chip in a football? We've been saying for years we need a chip in the football. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. Yeah, just all of a sudden after the game, they casually mentioned, oh, yeah, by the way, the chip measured. He was about a half a foot short or whatever. Oh, okay. So why are we trotting these people out there when you think about it? It's 2023. We're still using the chains and the sticks and the index cards. But I think I'd be sad to see it go away. I like the chain gang. It's a yeah, dream job. No, yeah, you can't you can't you can't digitalize. It's like it's it's like the digital strike zone not happening. I'm I'm not into it. If you take away umpires, you I I don't like it. I don't like the uh 
computer generated stuff. That's not my not my speed. Um, you know, the the I, I this just seems like uh, call me conspiracy theory, but this just seems like oh, all of a sudden we've got a chip in the football no one knew about for years and years. I mean, couldn't we have uh, used this chip previously in several different things? I mean, uh, can we go to the chip or how, what's the <laughs> rules on when we can access the chip technology? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you'd have a bidding war with Doritos and Tostitos. Every chip company would want to sponsor the chip in the football, oh, yeah. I would assume. Reportedly, they've been using it to figure out roughly where punts go out of bounds. But the report I saw was it's accurate within six inches, so that's why they're not using it for first downs. So they don't use it for when a, you know, it's a goal line and it crosses the goal line. They they really care about punts. <laughs> not, on my, not on my watch. I'm not buying that. <laughs> the first thing you figured out was punts. Yeah, that is a little suspicious, isn't it? Yeah, you didn't go to put it. Just put a beam across the goal line, and let's figure that out first. Let's put a spider cam right straight above the goal line so we can see. Nah, nah. Why? Why yeah, codify the touchdown spinner. when we can run on it every year? Yeah, we fucking landed on the moon. We can't figure this out. Get out. Well, of I mean, did we really 52, though? Barely <laughs> ever known. Stanley, give four years. Give me some X Files. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Did we really, though? <laughs> we haven't been back. That's all I'm saying. Haven't been back. You know what I mean? So did we? N- nor or did nor, nor Kubrick... has anyone else, have they? I mean, it, besides what? Is it? Who's the guy that Musk? Is Musk yeah. went? He's been since then, but we can't go? I don't, I don't think. I don't know. That is us. <laughs> Musk is talking about Mars. I'm seeing that guy sure land he rockets. He's landing rockets standing up. It's it's something else. Mm. He's a smart son bitch. You ought to worry about the bottom falling out of his car market. Yeah. Just saying. Oh, what they're going to do test- with all those batteries? Yeah. <laughs> well, it sure sounded like a good idea in theory. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a great short-term plan, but. That's kind of what I always wondered. Like, what happens? What becomes of the giant batteries? And I don't think there's a great plan for that. There's also not a great plan to keep getting the minerals. Never has been. Never has been. We act like we're evolved as a human society. We've done it the same thing. We did it with Buffalo back when we first came to America. We'll use it up and then we'll figure out something later. (laughs) Short-term solution. We did it with gas cars. And now it's like, well, batteries. Well, don't worry about the battery. This is good now and for the future until the batteries start piling up. I mean, I've yeah. seen Back to the Future. He put a processor in there, started burning yeah. garbage. Things happen. Technology. Well, I, don't know, I don't know crap about <laughs> electric cars or anything. It's just, you know, some smart people always talk about the batteries, and I'll just take their word for it. If those batteries aren't going anywhere, they're going in the ocean. Yep. <laughs> that's what you know that's what i always uh, say this shit doesn't go anywhere that those rollerblades you had in 1993 they're somewhere your yeah. whole book of cds all those cds are somewhere they didn't dissolve you know no. they're probably that's why we have uh glowing sharks now exactly your old phone charger it's wrapped around some seal's face right now yeah <laughs> but yeah 
it's good. It's good for the environment for now. Once I learned what those lithium leaching pools or fields, whatever they call them are, I'm like, ooh, we don't need to have a bunch of those wallpaper in the world. Anyways, bigger and bigger and better things. Um, Did you see this MLK tribute sculpture? It's it's supposed to be an artist's rendition of a moment when Dr. King embraced his wife, Coretta, after winning the Nobel Peace Prize in 1964, back when they gave it to people who promoted peace and actually deserved it. And the statue turned out, um, well, I'll read you two headlines, one from PBS and one from the New York Post. You tell me which is which. Headline number one, the Embrace Sculpture celebrates Martin Luther King Jr.'s legacy in Boston. And headline number two, woke $10 million MLK penis statue insults black community. So you could say there are different interpretations of the piece. (laughs) I saw the photo that it's based on. It's a great photo of him hugging Coretta. And, you know, if you made a statue of two figures embracing, that would be a beautiful thing. But they took just a section of the arms, like from the shoulder. Put a fucking head on it. Down Let to us the know arms. What the fuck is going that's on? All. So depending on which side you're on, it looks, you know, one side just has an arm with a couple hands on it. And it sort of looks... I mean, it doesn't look like doesn't look like any kind of hug I've ever seen. So, yeah, I from don't know. one angle, it looks like she's holding a big cock. From the I other, mean, that's angle, one way to say it. It looks like it's a cool, but the problem is, is yeah. that the whole fucking you can't keep people from walking in the back and taking a picture, and it's awful. I don't understand who didn't see that. Nobody walked around the motherfucker while they were, hey, this is starting to turn out weird in the back. Let's throw some heads on here. This might help out. Didn't we do a, <laughs> not that, didn't we do, yeah, didn't we do a mock-up of any kind? How did this not get laughed out of the room? Like, oh, you want to make a statue of him, of Dr. King and his wife? That's fantastic. No, no, just like 70% of the arms. What? No, what? $10 million you want for this? I mean, maybe it was in the omnibus. I don't know. But well, if there's anything idea. I know about a statue is there is no context to somebody walking up to it and the statue needs context. So it's a little bit yeah confusing. Also, it's not woke. It's just weird. It's just I like how they just throw woke on stuff that they don't like. It's like, it, yeah, the African-American movement is not woke. It's, it's, it's not history. like uh, that statue is not woke. It's just poorly statued. It's, it's a bad artist. Yeah. <laughs> so much art. So much modern art seems intentionally bad, like, like forcing me to say ugly things are beautiful, like just throwing shit at the wall. (laughs) Like there was some back and forth communication. Nobody put that on a 3D rendering on a computer and turned that some bitch around. No, I think there was just a $10 million check written. I'm pretty (laughs) sure. I bet that's what happened. Well, that's. This this has That's very, very little United oversight written all over it. Yeah, I I I don't think this was a a plan. <laughs> nope. <laughs> or else it would have been even even more hilarious. This looks <laughs> like an accident. God, it's a big accident, John. Yep. Yep. Yeah. New segment: Youth Sports MVP working title, possibly small town superstar. I don't know. We're brainstorming. We're spitballing. Patriot Sports is of for by the people so it's long overdue we create a segment to showcase and celebrate the young athletes in our communities there are some incredible athletes in your town and they deserve to be celebrated too it's only like what 0.0003 percent 
of high school athletes ever become professional in any capacity. So that can't be the bar by which we judge people. We would love to get your submissions, or I could talk to some coaches, look up some stats. Either way, uh, that needs to be a staple of this show because I think that's one of those things that sort of encapsulates what we're all about. You know, if your kid just got a full ride to fucking uh, North Texas or whatever, maybe uh, Chattanooga, he's going to be a Richmond spider. Tell, tell us about that. We'll, uh, we'll have a party over here about it. Know what I mean? What do you guys think? Some local hero type shit? That sounds like on brand, right? Yeah. We're local guys. <laughs> yeah. Locally sourced and mostly sports. Any excuse to celebrate anything. Yeah, exactly. Especially baseball, and it's right around the corner. Yep. <laughs> Pitchers and catchers report February 16th. That's coming right up. It must be noted that this is a World Baseball Classic year and players committed to the WBC have an earlier reporting date than others. Pitchers and catchers committed to the exhibition series must report on Monday, February 13th. Position players playing in the World Baseball Classic must report on Thursday, February 16th. I wonder what those first few days at spring training are like. It's probably just a lot of hanging out in sunflower seeds. This also means truck day will be here even sooner. I want to get an equipment guy or a truck driver or somebody on the inside of truck day. There's got to be good stories in there. What's the weirdest shit they put on the truck? Who drives it? What kind of security you got there? Stuff like that. Yeah, They got lineup cards. God knows what on those. That'd be a fast and furious type target. You get some <laughs> Hondas. Get all the uniforms for the Cleveland Indians. That'd be a big score. Fine. Maybe it wouldn't be. You want to do travel <laughs> updates? Travel has become a segment, whether we want it to be or not. We had the OBJ story, the lady who fell 20,000 feet and lived in the jungle for a week. The airport Chili's Dine and Dasher turned murderer, Hend Bustami. Like, the material is out there. That said, I found another tale of triumph of the human spirit. Or wait, no, this one is about the downfall of society. Never mind. Anyway, air rage is a rampant problem nowadays. Andrew Thomas, associate professor at University of Akron, said, unfortunately, I've been able to see two of these in person. and It's very unnerving. When somebody freaks out on an airliner, there's no 911 to call. Nobody's coming to your aid. It's scary. The Federal Aviation Administration, or FAA, if you're a plebe, has received 961 unruly passenger incidents since January 1, 2022. Of the 961, 635 involved face masks, of which the FAA initiated an investigation on 274 of them. In 2021, they received 6,400 unruly passenger incidents, 4,600 of which involved masks. Are we still doing masks on planes? It might no. be time to reevaluate that. I'm going to divide 6,400 by 365 and see what that is. No, you I can fly without a, flight, a mask. I was on a flight when they got rid of that entire rule nationally. That's 17 that was a big and a half podcast. A day. He, he was here when he said it. There yeah. was 17 and a half That's a exciting. day incidents in 2021 then. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Air rage. Yeah. Yeah. There's. <laughs> <laughs> I try to, try to be delicate about this. There's certain things <laughs> that are just bound to happen. You know, Atlantic City to Orlando, it's going to happen. <laughs> you know, but yeah. some flights is just it's not. Uh, you learn that in business travel. Uh, there's certain flights you're like, mm, I'm not doing a layover there. I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm not surprised at all because if you catch yourself on a bad flight, you, it there's 
very, there's a big difference between different travel styles. And if you get on and you don't fly a lot and they're like, oh yeah, you got to do this, you got to do that. And you freak out. I mean, it's the end. Uh, there's just a lot of rules that people aren't used to having. Take off your shoes, go through security. By the time you get there, you're all pissed off. How are it's, we not done with that yet? Why do we have to submit our blood to get I, on a plane? Still? I think the shoes are forever. They got to be right. It's been what? 20 years well, of shoes it, now. It's because of the shoe. Well, ball. it's been nine 11. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what started the it's belt the shoes, that... laptop, blah, blah, blah. Well, and, and, and here's the, the beauty of it is if you're on a flight and someone else doesn't want to subscribe to the rules, guess what? You just became part of their schedule because your 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 regular landing uh, on time is going to be delayed, or you, I mean, it's going to be rerouted or whatever. And now you're on board with that. I mean, it just it's it's a terrible situation because you're you're lumped into that situation no matter what. So if you get on an airplane and it goes bad, and it goes bad with somebody sitting in front of you, you're along for the ride. You're There's nothing you can do. Yeah. You might as well be monkeys in a tree at that point. Yep. You're, you're, you're in it. You're in it to win it. It's not like you can just, uh, you know, get at the, get off at the next stop and get on something else. You're, you're <laughs> in it. You're in it for the <laughs> long haul. It. No choice. Seatbelts are buckled. Air rage as opposed to road rage. That's interesting. I looked up the definition. Yeah. I mean, the minute you board a flight, you know, two things. Know when you took a dump last and, and if you're going to have to take a pee because you're on their schedule. Like if you yep. have to go to the bathroom, like be on the outside, be on the aisle seat. There's a whole strategy that you learn if you travel once a year. Like don't show up to the airport, you know, having to take a dump. Don't, no. I, I don't know, I'm just rambling and none of this makes any sense, but there's a whole process you need to go through when you travel. So that you well, don't traveling is is a deal. It's not like it was back in the uh, Bush administration when you could just really <laughs> do whatever you wanted to do. You can go to the airport, get there about forty five early, jump on the plane, hit the old puddle jumper back, and you're good to go. It doesn't work like that anymore. It's a nope. process. It's a process. Everything's a process. Let me tell you what else is a process. Buying groceries. Good God. Anyhow, moving on. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> punching in and working at the local festival foods. Yeah. Oh. Air rage is defined as aggressive or violent behavior on part of the passenger passengers on board an aircraft and directed at the flight crews or other passengers. The first reported air rage case was in 1947 when an intoxicated passenger incite, assaulted a flight attendant and another passenger on a flight from Havana to Miami. Wow, this has been going on since 1947. In 1950, another case was documented where they actually attacked a flight attendant. That guy had a history of mental problems, you think? <laughs> While we're on airports, um, San Antonio TSA was going through lost luggage when they found an 84-millimeter anti-tank gun launcher, grenade launcher, possibly. It looks like the stuff you see in Fortnite or grainy videos of Ukraine. It's It's heavy equipment. So they, they track the guy down and haul him into the office, and he says, no, no, this is demilitarized, meaning it's just an exhibition piece. It doesn't actually work. He was on his way to the SHOT Show, which is a convention put on by the Firearm Industry Trade Association in Las Vegas. 
saw people tweeting about the shot show. It looks pretty cool. I bet mm-hmm. they got all the latest and greatest guns on. Not going to fly, bud. No, you're not going to fly with your decommissioned grenade yeah. launcher. Uh, yeah, you could pretty much edit out everything I said before this. And really, what it boils down to is you can't show up with any ego and you have to follow the rules and you have to know the rules beforehand, or else you could end up in the airport clink. You can't just show up with a rocket launcher. That's pretty cool. <laughs> And it didn't have any like yellow tape on it saying decommissioned of any kind either. Good. We're good. <laughs> no, we're good. I, I promise it's no Keep good anymore. I checked it myself. I looked into <laughs> it. It's fine. Let's move on. I've investigated the firing pin yeah. and decided that it is gone. Uh, it's not. It's not. I am a. I am an expert. I watched a couple of YouTube videos on this thing. I can tell you, it's perfectly safe. Trust now, there can't no be way any turbulence. Spent, no, 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 turbulence way spent, <laughs> no way they even spent five minutes on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's do obligatory hockey talk. No, Angela, but we're still talking hockey. Depending on where you see the story, this is everything from a hate crime to a guy just minding his own business. Um, they had a pride night in Philadelphia, which is already pushing it. Like, why, why pick Philadelphia? And they had these rainbow jerseys for the boys to wear during warmups. And afterward, the jerseys would be auctioned off for charity. Great. Fantastic. But what if you're not really into all that? Couldn't you just skip the warm-up skate and head out to the game at the regular time, like normal with your Flyers game jersey on? Well, that's what he did. So how did it go for him? Hang on. I don't have his name in here. And it's a Russian name. I've been I'm going to have to fix this one. Ivan Provorov. Yes, that's what that's what young Ivan. Well, not so young. He's a vet. That's what Ivan Provorov did. Well, uh, how did that go for him on NHL? Now I saw them calling for his deportation. So they're handling it well. Literally, the old go back where you came from. This guy said, if it's such a problem to assimilate to his teammates and community here in this country, there's always a chance to leave. I understand there's a conflict of sorts going on over there. Maybe get involved saying that he should go somewhere he's more comfortable, maybe go go fight in Ukraine. I don't know which side is the Nazis this week over in Ukraine, so I'm not sure what this guy was suggesting exactly, but it had negative vibes for sure. I saw another guy calling for like a million-dollar fine for the, for the Flyers. What, well, it's why? a lot of Canadian I mean, media covering... But hockey. But again, so, I need to fuck. We need to find their twitters and let's give them a little bit of how you well, doing, uh, fuck face. Okay. What? What? Why is this different than somebody protesting any other way? Why? Why is this different than the? How is this different guy? than taking a knee? Yeah, it's not. No. What's the difference? This guy's cause is not popular. I mean, the last guy. I, you might not agree with the guy that was taking a knee. I don't know, but they're both protesting something. What's the difference? I mean, mm-hmm. when 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 we start saying that one is a proper protest and one's not a proper protest, are you not endorsing the cause behind it? Then I mean, it's not a protest anymore, Chris. I don't well, understand. I think yeah, I think I think the kneeling was a, was a demonstration, and the coach Tortorella had a lot to say back in the Kaepernick days, like how if you kneel, you won't play, and people are throwing this back at him like it is the same thing. I think. Staying in the locker room is not like kneeling. It's like staying in the locker room. If he had Nike make him a special God's Wrath edition warm-up jersey and he made it about him <laughs> and his cause and went out there and skated around like, look at me, then I'd say, yeah, this guy, but this guy's trying to mind his own business. I think this is much more passive 
than what they were doing, Kaepernick and all them. Yeah, I, I looked into this. Um, it looks like we have Angela joining, but I looked into this and it's kind of like, what are we doing? Are we just trying to get everybody to think the exact same thing? Because at the end of the day, there's going to yes. be people who, and let's be clear, this guy is accepting of the LGBTQ community. He, there's a difference yeah. between accepting and approving and support. Because of his religion, he didn't feel comfortable approving and support. So what are we doing here? We're trying to we're trying to get these people all to support something unilaterally, regardless of their religious affiliation and whatnot. I, I think it's silly. And so the whole thing was led by this guy named Kurt Weaver, who does the sports outreach for the Flyers. And he has this quote, which really bugs me because I think he misses the entire point and he makes it makes it completely different. So his quote is the concept of team can mean a lot of things. I think that more coaches have to ask what the cohesion of a team means to them. At what point does a decision like this that a player wants to make cross over into basically not showing up for your job? To which I would say none at all. Weaver then said, I think Tortorella did what a coach needs to do, which is support a player's decision. But I would hope that behind the scenes, there's some sort of direct conversations around what it means to be a teammate. So then like the thoughts I had are, what exactly is the end goal? Get everybody past acceptance and into approval and support? Are they not going to stop until everyone shares the exact same opinion? Because that's not realistic. There's always Why do you have to push people. until you find resistance? There's always going to be people who did what he did. He accepted another lifestyle and then he didn't bother to embrace it for his, himself. And that's okay. You don't have to embrace somebody else's lifestyle. Um, to not be hateful of hate. You can just say, it's not for me. It's not my thing. And then the whole religious thing, nobody gives a shit about his religion, do they? No, but here he comes from Russia. He's Russian Orthodox. And they say, no, you have to be like an American. And then they redefine what an American is. And then he says, we need to do more training to, to what change his beliefs to your beliefs. Cause that's I don't like the word training. Indoctrination, I guess, is the real word. Yeah, I don't like that they're using the word training. At the end of the day, I I say let people be who they want to be, and if he doesn't want to support this, that's that should be okay. And it's not hate speech for him to follow his religion. It's really that simple. He's not saying anything. Yeah, it is that simple. We don't have to make it more than it is. I've thought for a while this LGBT push into NHL hockey is a bit strange. Uh, is it especially is hockey especially popular within the gay community? I'm is there something I'm missing? I just if I think it's why do you have to push in until it you because find they're resistance. a corporation? Yeah, totally. that's why they're there because they're a corporation and they have a ESG score they need to keep up. If they want if they want cash flow from a bank, you better fucking get on board. Well, yeah, and you have the like the NFL and the NCAA, you can't really take them on. Nobody can. But here you have the NHL who is hurting for money and ratings and attention and promotion and all those things. And you say, hey, push this initiative. You know, I don't know what the incentives are, but it just seems like a weird. It seems like a weird campaign. It just yeah. seems like you're yeah, all of looking them. for resistance, looking for somebody to just say, no, thank you. So that you can put the target on them. Like this guy was just basically like, no, thank you. A fun fact. Ivan Provorov's Jersey is currently sold out at NFL shop or NHL <laughs> nice. shop. And the truth is 
and what we ought not miss in all this is nine out of 10 hockey players are just like, yeah, we're, we're totally okay with that. One out of 10 probably isn't. That's just the reality of it. And we don't yeah. have to shame somebody into believing a certain thing as long as they're not hurting anybody. And because you follow your beliefs and you don't participate in the pride warmups, that's not. You're not from anybody. America. You weren't raised he's not around that. Anybody. No, yeah. he's like, not being a dick either. He's whole, not out on social. For the LGBTQ yes. community. So let's just leave he's it not at that. on social media trashing shit. Right. No, yeah. he's just trying to live his life and play hockey. This isn't what he signed up for. <laughs> oh, man. I got a I got another hockey player who got more than he signed up for. Um, Vegas Golden Knights goaltender Robin Lehner and his wife, Danya, filed for Chapter 7 bankruptcy, owing $50 million in debts to multiple creditors. Online finding filings reveal the couple filed for bankruptcy on December 30th, months after a Wisconsin company sued Lehner for $4 million, claiming the NHL player and his father failed to make any payments on a business loan. What was this business loan? You ask? Well, rare snakes, obviously. Um, <laughs> it is understood that the, this is what the article says. Look at coach. <laughs> this is how the article opens it up. It is understood that the 31 year old's financial problem started with his $1.2 million purchase of an exotic snake. I had to read that three times to make sure it wasn't plural. That's just one snake. It's going to be 1.2 schmel. Nice. <laughs> The American dream can fail too, bud. That's just the way it goes. <laughs> I mean, this. Uh, I was saying it sounded like dumb. So dumb. Dum dum. Sounds like when when a little if you give a little kid like you said if you want a million dollars what would you do with it and then they would be like I would. Did you know there's a reticulated the python that glows? I would buy that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would buy all the snakes and all the forests and the rainforests, and I would put them together. And I would feed them snakes, snake mice, and skittles. <laughs> this uh, this one point two million dollar snake wasn't the only one laner purchase. Um, with Ben Rennick having been named as his <laughs> Ben Rennick having been named as his serpent dealer, but. <laughs> I mean, that's when you get predators away from you. It's like, hey, you owe us money. It's like, well, I've got a $1.2 million snake, so come and get it. (laughs) (laughs) But Rennick was then murdered by his wife and her ex-boyfriend, as serpent dealers often are, in a matter unrelated to the hockey goalie, I hope, which prompted Laner to cease his payment plan for all the snakes. Yeah, there's nobody to pay for the snakes anymore. They got murked. These are my snakes now. That's how it works. I'm envisioning envisioning Leonard like hosting like a man's poker game at the at like his place, and he's like like fresh out. Like he's out. He's like he went all in. He has like no money, and he's like, wait, I'll be right back. And he gets and throws a snake on the table. (laughs) Gotcha. Hey God, this year you're gonna want to hang on to that one. That's one point two million. This one's good for eighty (laughs) thousand. Rennick's estate, the murdered guy's estate, then brought a lawsuit against um, Lehner, suggesting he owed multiple payments for the reptiles, whilst Lehner countersued for lost value. He claimed he took on millions of dollars in costs, taking care of Rennick's snakes and displaying them at at his exotic reptile farm in Missouri, which I'm sure was just (laughs) tickets flying off the shelves for that one. Right. What's the price of admission? Like $7? Like, how the fuck are we making our money back? 
And Can't you, can you buy just see the roadside sign? Don't give rednecks money. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. <laughs> I resent that. They're just going to buy jet skis. <laughs> They're just going to buy snakes and jet skis. <laughs> snakes I mean, and jet there's skis. Not, there's nothing wrong with a quality jet ski. I'm just saying that's a totally different. You guys are now you're muddy in the waters. Okay. <laughs> Did you guys see I, the office episode where um Pam's fiance's brother took a bath on the jet skis and he unloaded on the chilies and like ru- yeah. like ruined it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, should we do Elijah Moore? This is just a quick thing about Elijah Moore. There was a game in week six where the self-proclaimed veteran superstar, I guess, played a game in which he saw zero targets. They still won the game. They beat the Packers 27-10. I said to Chris earlier, I'm like, wow, we lost to the Jets. 27-10, and we were, like, believing in this team at the end. But that's, that's who they were. Well, uh, he didn't see the ball, so he shared some thoughts with his offensive coordinator, Mike LaFleur, and I think he really got to the point when he said, quote, go fuck yourself, you suck. Uh, the next <laughs> game he did not play. The next game he played and saw no targets. Then he played the Bills, except Elijah Moore. He didn't play, and then he saw one target the next week. He saw, like, one target for the next month after that. So. Just a PSA that, uh, you know, remind our younger listeners not to be assholes to coaches. Are you giving the kid more reps after he tells you you suck at calling plays, coach? You know what? You're right. I do need to get you in there. Probably not. Probably not. (laughs) Probably not. Harbaugh's staying, he says, at Michigan. CBS did a good job with this, so I'll just skim their article. Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh will return. We're only going to have Rodgers to deal with, not Rodgers and Harbs. You know, I saw a deal today that he was talking about. I don't even know why this came up, but he was talking about, uh, you know, I think I could win another MVP. I'm just not sure if it's at Green Bay or if it's somewhere else, that kind of crap, and I'm going to have to have some conversations. And then – you know, Gronk kind of chirped back <laughs> at him and said, why are you concerned about MVP trophies? Shouldn't you be talking about Super Bowl trophies? And, and I, I mean, I thought that was excellent because to me, that's exactly what I'm, that's exactly what my thought was, is who gives a tinker's damn whether you win another MVP? I don't. Yeah. Get I Gronk mean, in here to quarterback this team. Yeah. I mean, get... I don't even know how many MVPs he has because it means nothing. I think three. He's such a diva. I mean, really, he, the later years know, have gotten. I'm sure it means something to him, but damn, you know, let's 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 win one. Let's let's That's win a team. This opportunity to be like, oh, look, it wasn't me. It was those guys. Like, oh, I'm awesome. We didn't win a Super Bowl, but I'm awesome. Like, it was. Yeah, yeah I just did. It was That's them. just a bad look. It's just got bad. Beat, but I have my best game, so it's all yeah, good. I got, I got my man. On he that was play. way better when he had a woman next to him. Hey, coaches really like it when you <laughs> chirp that at him at halftime when you're getting your ass kicked. Hey, I got my man on that play, coach. It wasn't me. <laughs> I watched a guy smash a whiteboard in half doing that one halftime. It was awesome. <laughs> Literally, we are were, we were down like 34 to 10 or something. And he's like, This is guys, this play right here, this is what we're doing. And one of these, one of these jabronis from the back that never gets in goes, yeah, that wasn't me. I got my man on that play, Coach. Whoa. And he lost his mind. I mean, lost his ever-loving mind. He busted that that board in half and threw it out the door. He's like, that's what's wrong with you. 
<laughs> Everybody's got their man. Nobody's got shit. Wow. <laughs> oh, I'll never forget that as long as I live. So good. Halftime story is we go into halftime and we're losing and we've never been losing. This is like sophomore, junior year. We've never been losing. So we're all like, what the heck is going on? And our coach screamed at us as if we were grown ass men. And we had just abandoned our families. And then he kicked an innocent bystander's helmet out from underneath his fist. Like it was on the ground. And it went flying. And he's like, Coach, that's my helmet. Like, we're we're doing our best, coach. Takes a helmet. 14. I'm fucking trying. Abandons the script. We don't know if we're supposed to follow him and warm up because there's another 10 minutes. We didn't win this game. Love a good halftime rant. Oh, it's so good. So good. I, I, there's been some gems, man. God, <laughs> I, 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 so good. I'll never forget that. That wasn't me, Coach. I got my man on that play. That's <laughs> <laughs> the rest of these jerks. I don't know what, what they were doing. Obviously, from the scoreboard, you can tell I we, we, yeah. I got my man. Get him, Coach. Get him. Don't look at me. I pancaked that some bitch. <laughs> yeah. So, Harbs is going to be kicking helmets at at Michigan for a while yet, I guess. He told school president Santa Ono, who first revealed Harbaugh's commitment. That was pretty cool. One of the college kids who works for, I guess, the college paper. I don't know. He looked like he was about 20. Very excited. Announcing the news that Harbaugh is going to stay. I guess there were rumors he was going to go to the NFL. I heard him talking on the radio on the way over here, and I thought it was his brother. I can't tell those guys apart by audio. such a weird dude. Which one? Harbaugh. I mean, he's climbing up into tree houses and drinking warm milk. I mean... Like, I don't understand this guy. He's an enigma. Good coach, but... I'm a Harbaugh fan. All of them. I love them all. Just an odd bird. <laughs> she loves the whole fan family. The khakis. Being right. The, well, the khakis, the 10,000-foot stare. Yeah. <laughs> when he gets all pissed off and he's screaming and spitting all over the place, I'm like... The black horn rims under the hat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Iconic. Well, the day after Jim Harbaugh declared he's returning to the Wolverines instead of heading to the NFL, a report from the Detroit News indicates that one Michigan football coach is potentially in some trouble. I think as of now, he's fired. According to the Detroit News, Angelique Shonglay, I'm sure I nailed that, Michigan co-offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach Matt Weiss has been suspended pending an investigation into computer crimes that occurred within the football building between December 21st and 23rd. I know what computer crimes are, and they didn't really go into it. They said a, put out a statement that said, you know, he'll be placed on leave while the university police investigators probe. They searched his house. Um, the exact focus of the investigation was unclear, but it's the latest legal inquiry to emerge during an offseason clouded by the threat of recruiting violations. Oh. Yeah, I read an article that very subtly alluded to money. And and I don't know if there's some some backdoor dealings on NIL deals or anything. Yeah. NIL Maybe. is clear and they still they're like, well, now I it just doesn't have the same juice as it used to with the mcdonald's bags if we got to find a way to still do this illegally like nil isn't enough yeah because the article went into detail about how much money he was making and it was again it's weird we'll see what comes of it interesting do you guys speaking of nil deals you see spencer sanders today went to uh, mississippi wait is that the 
Florida guy? Florida man? No, no, that's a different Oklahoma. story. That's a good one too. But no, that's a good uh, one. Oklahoma Spencer State Sanders Cowboy. from OSU went to went to Mississippi to play for Kiffin. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, you guys got that ginger though. You're good. You got <laughs> the that. Florida kid story is really good too. The 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 kid that supposedly got the thirteen million dollar NIL deal or whatever. Ooh. We haven't hit really the NIL streets in a while. Yep. Yep. Man. They promised him it wasn't there, so he bounced. The, the, the portal is a is a fickle bitch. The <laughs> <laughs> like University of Florida has just had shady dudes from from so so long ago. It's always been the case. Oh. It's the University of Florida campus in 2007, 2008, and look at those cast of characters. Yeah, there's some. Yeah, there were some pearls on there. I think uh, <laughs> thanks to a couple Urban of them Meyer. are no longer with us. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, mm. Meyer can really attract some some slush fun dudes. Yeah, he really <laughs> had it down to a science. Do you guys know who Donnie Baker is? He's a from Bob character. and Tom comedian. Yeah, yeah, the Bob and Tom guy. He does that yes. nasal impression yeah. of a hill. My neighbor. Yeah, that guy. Uh, yeah. Well, swear just to about, swear to God, that's what he. Yeah, I swear to God, he did. Yeah. <laughs> my neighbor is outboard. But I'll try and do it, and uh, I'll try and do this. That's pretty good. Time. That's pretty close. <laughs> well, one night in Portland after a show, he was wanting to meet up with a lady friend. Turned out she's married. Matter of fact, Donnie Baker's married too, and not to this lady, not neither. Anyways, after about thirty <laughs> minutes compensating at the bar, they just decided to do that like that. London Underground went back to the hotel, but first, <laughs> to remain inconscrupulous, they dropped her off. They dropped her car off at a parking garage. She had one of them their Honda Records, and they ain't want no record of what's about to happen. Only is. As they're pulling out of the parking garage, her husband pulls up and shoots the hell out of Donnie Baker's car. I swear to God, he did. <laughs> Police said Damn. that Sexton was not able to describe the vehicle in great detail, calling it only, quote, some kind of sedan. But he did claim that he got a clear view of the shooter's face, they say, as Sexton told them the shooter was Paul Berkmeyer, his girlfriend's husband. Uh, police say Berkmeyer's wife told them her husband was aware of the affair. The report said she also said she told him she was going to meet the comedian and he became upset. Oh, yeah? I'm going to go fuck Donnie Baker. And then she slammed the door. I'd be pissed, too. Oh, man. <laughs> Fox 59 says court documents show that the police say they use cell phone records to place Berkmeyer in the area of the shooting. They also say they have footage of a silver sedan with blue headlights and dark tinted windows following Baker's rental car. So that was him. Is he still alive? Like, yeah. Okay. Terrible shot. Don't worry. <laughs> you're going to get, you're going to get more videos about an outboard motor in an inbred motor. Don't worry. Harry, you're a terrible shot. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my. Oh, I didn't get a gun. <laughs> I Speaking wanted to take that guy. Uh, was funny Baker story in today's today's uh, soup. Yep. Yeah, it's. I wanted well, to, wanted to think that guy was funny the first couple times I saw him, but I just couldn't get into it. No, yeah, yeah. you, you got to stick with the Haywood Banks when he held all those songs. <laughs> I'm more of a Kent Murphy kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> 
the, uh, the first baseball game ever played is one of the best skits I've ever seen. All the biblical references to baseball. Oh my god, it's amazing! Oh, it's so yeah. funny. It's that fishes guy. and loaves night here at the park. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next week it's we invite bunch. we welcome in the sodomites. Good seats still yeah. available. <laughs> that guy's. <laughs> It's awesome. That guy does all the fake ads. He's like the king of fake ads. Wish I could make a fake ad. Lazarus is hit. He's down. He's dead. But wait a minute. (laughs) He gets back up. Yeah. (laughs) That's a great skit. That's awesome. Oh, man. You know how we sometimes accidentally have themes? I think gun violence might be the... (laughs) Might be the... (laughs) Speaking of shooting, sadly, this one resulted in the actual death of a woman. Dismissed Alabama basketball player Darius Miles provided the gun, but did not pull the trigger in the fatal shooting of 23-year-old Jamea Harris, court documents state. Um, Yeah, one of the Alabama Crimson Tide was just riding around in a car in what they call the Strip, I guess, down there in Tuscaloosa. And they got into some kind of altercation with a young lady. And Michael Lynn Davis was his friend in the car. Uh, Michael Davis struck the woman with a single fatal gunshot as she sat in the passenger seat of her car. Darius Miles, the court document says Darius Miles admitted to providing Michael Davis with the handgun immediately prior to the shooting. So he did not commit the crime, but well, I mean, he did. He didn't commit the actual shooting, but I assume he's going to be charged just the same young man's life is over playing for alabama obviously going places what the hell what are these kids thinking getting into these situations there were multiple choices made i'm gonna hang out with this guy i'm gonna go to this place i'm gonna bring a gun with me these are all choices that you made that led up to this son of a bitch dude i hate when this stuff happens it's such a waste it's so the expression on coach's face is agrees with me what angela it's waste. It's a waste. It's a dirty, like how hard do you work your whole life up until that point? And what do you, I don't, I mean, what's the reasoning behind that? You're carrying it for protection. You're going to give it to somebody. So like, what do you think you're not going to get caught? Like, do you feel like you're above the law? I don't, if you feel unsafe, should you not be there in the first place? It's yeah. dumbfounding to me. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. I mean, I guess I can't really speak on, you know, what the mindset is or what their position is. It's not like I grew up the same way, but it's just like, man, especially a young promising basketball player. Somebody's got to step in and be like, young man, make the right choices. God damn it. But I mean, he's not going to be playing pro ball. That's for sure. I'm sure he'll go to prison for a while. And then who knows? Maybe he'll, he'll get a job in broadcasting skills. like Ray Rice or <laughs> yeah, Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis Ray only Lewis, provided Ray, Ray Lewis. <laughs> Ray Lewis only provided the weapon. He got I mean, a, That's he what got I'm saying. Maybe he's career. figuring like, hey, wouldn't hey, wouldn't me? Wouldn't yeah. Me? Coach is he's just like, I'm opting out of this conversation. The Commodores could be sold as soon as March. This from JP Finlay on Twitter. Commodore sale news per multiple sources. Sale expected to happen soon. Maybe my March. Todd Bowley is out. Jeff Bezos is likely out, but the door is not closed. Josh Harris might be a top candidate. Bezos never made an offer, but they say that does not necessarily preclude a Bezos offer from coming in later. Though multiple sources said that Dan and Tanya Snyder prefer not to sell their franchise to the Amazon founder. Ah, so they don't want to sell them 
they don't want to sell the Commodores to Bezos. I really should have looked up who Todd Boley and fucking Josh Harris are. That's bad. That's a bad job by me. Let me, let me ask you this. You're selling something, a car, a house, ex-old lady, whatever. <laughs> this fucking guy. You're selling something. And and do you give, do you, do you care who buys it next? I mean, do you Todd care Bowley's if the price green, is right? I mean, his hair is I mean, fucked up, but his money's green. I mean, I'm not, I'm not interviewing candidates to buy, to buy my house when I leave. I don't, I don't care. As long as the price is right, what's it matter? Why do, why do they get to decide or have an opinion on who buys the team after them? You name your price, and if people want to pay it, then it's sold to that person. Oh. I just, I don't understand why that, that it strikes me as odd that someone would say, well, do, would, you, would you want to sell this to so-and-so? Why, why would it matter to you? Because the well, new owner might uncover some things. Yeah, move some concrete and come across some graves, so to speak. You never know. <laughs> I don't. I, I think this is the oddest thing to begin with because this guy. I mean, he's got something. I mean, you can call him whatever you want. He's got something that he's still, still cutting deals and doing what he's doing because he. He's literally just flipped the bird to everybody in the face of the NFL multiple times, including Goodell, and and he's still holding on. Which I I it just baffles me in a in a room full of billionaires that you're 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 cutting such a big wake and no one can touch you. Still got That's some weird. kind of trump card. Yeah, there's something. There is something there. So Seems Josh, like kind of just letting that die on the vine. Like they know he's going to yeah. go away. They're not going to pick a fight and get their mud slung all over. So they're kind of just letting it die yeah. on the vine. Yeah. The way this is progressing is odd. And unless you really know what the details are, we have no idea. There's so much weird shit that's going on with this organization that it could be any number of things. We'll find out in a documentary in five years. <laughs> well, and just, and, and, and just like, I mean, this is, this is indicative of any, Anything with a lot of money that that has multiple people invested in it or whatever, the the best way to handle the situation is just to to pay it out and it goes away. I mean, that's that's the answer to rich people's problems. Just I think just let it let it fade off into the mist and 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 we'll we'll pay what it costs and we'll move on down the road kind of deal. I mean, there's no you know nobody wants to get exposed. Nobody wants to lock horns with this dude. Nobody wants to you know the, the 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 league doesn't want to step in and try to oust him. He there's something this is this deal was reeked from the beginning and it just keeps getting quiet and it just it kind of keeps and now magically it's it's working its way out of here and by next season there'll be a new owner. It just is weird. I think Todd Boley's your guy if you want to keep things quiet. He's a chairman well, at I Dick Clark Productions, A24. He owns stuff like Hollywood Reporter, Josh, Variety, Rolling Stone, those kind of people will bury shit for you. Josh you Harris is part Stone? of an investment group that owns the Philadelphia 76ers and the New Jersey Devils. So ah. he probably knows what's up, also. Just saying. Well, and, true. And that guy's you got know, experience. Somebody that would get all the all the BS out of there and go back to doing something simple like maybe winning the NFC East, that would be good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, get a better fucking mascot. I don't know. <laughs> Start that there. Captain Tutty or Major Tutty. Are, a commander, I don't <laughs> think a commander and a major are both in the same branch of, of the service. 
I think one is a <laughs> one is army and one is not army. Navy? <laughs> <laughs> oh one's army, one's navy. Confirmed. I was right. I know my America. You know? I know my Ooh, history. Let's move on. All right, here's a PSA. Like, was that He-Man? A sign in a Waffle House front window reads, quote, order from the menu. We not making nothing you saw on TikTok. Thanks to social media, everybody wants to show up to franchises and order the secret menu items. And it's driving people crazy. The publication, The Takeout, reports not only do hacks tend to cost companies money, but they also can create holdups for workers who are having to fulfill multiple orders at once. Some establishments have been some establishments have been more welcoming to the hacks, like uh, the Starbucks pink drink became an official menu item in 2017 after it made the rounds on Instagram. Other places like Chipotle have been less open to embracing hacks. Um, they had that there was that video that showed you how to make three dollar burritos, and now they've removed the ability to order tacos from the online menu because you could order all the ingredients for burritos for $3 and make this massive burrito by getting extra this <laughs> inside this. It looks like a lot of work. <laughs> what's your, I mean, what's your time? Kroger's worth? has it. Same price. <laughs> right? Get it delivered. Great, you can <laughs> go to the store burrito. and buy in bulk. You can buy a 12 ounce bag. Life yeah. that. Sam, Sam's a, hack, you can get a, a dozen of, of them at Sam's. Life hack, take your ass to the store. Life hack, life hack get a Sam's membership. <laughs> I bought a bag of rice and a whole bottle of sauce. Follow me for more tips. <laughs> right. <laughs> Winning at Sam's. <laughs> oh. I just uh, came across this yesterday. This will bring us back to sports. Kind of. Want to feel old? Why do people ask that? Nobody wants to feel old. Anyway, this will demonstrate the passage of time. Frankie Muniz, a.k.a. Malcolm in the Middle, is a full-fledged race car driver now. He's 37. He's got a driver's license, facial hair, and everything. Our little Malcolm is all grown up. I wonder what happened to the younger kid, the squinty-eyes kid who whispered everything after. Yeah, Dewey. He always whispered everything after he said it out loud. That was a very I've interesting been choice. Watching Malcolm in the Middle, and this came up. He was also in a uh, uh, a soapbox racing Disney Channel original movie. Uh, so he's familiar with racing. <laughs> anyway, I've been rewatching Malcolm in the Middle, and that show still holds up. I never yeah. seen one. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's a good show. The mom is perfectly cast. She's from Milwaukee, isn't she, Angela? That yeah. seems like a factoid you'd know. I didn't know that. Jane Jane Kaczmarek, Milwaukee native, I believe. And then, of course, uh, Breaking Bad himself is Hal. (laughs) Yeah, he plays both dads so great. Yeah. It's excellent. Yeah, so Munez considers himself a NASCAR driver now, and acting is his side gig. He's starting in ARCA, which is like the entry point, lower level cars, and I imagine he'll try to work his way up the old circuit. He's been a racing enthusiast and first started thinking about becoming a professional driver in 2004 after competing in the Toyota Pro Celebrity Race in Long Beach, California. His last full-time season came in 2009. He said he broke his back, spinal, broke an ankle, and had a pin inserted into his hand following a crash. He has raced sporadically since. We need to CJ McCollum drop. I broke my back. Oh. Final. 
Spinal. <laughs> I broke my back. What are you, uh, vertebrae? What are we talking about, Mike? Uh, spinal. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. So instead of getting back in the race car after he broke his fucking back, he became the drummer of an indie rock band called King's Foil. Like Malcolm's just been out there living life, dude. That's awesome. Talk about cutting a big weight. (laughs) Woo. Live it. L-I-V-I-N. My mantra, a very, a very wise man once told me if you're alive, live. (laughs) So I love it. He's obviously living. Well, he's doing it. He he was drumming, and then he realized, you know what? I love racing. When his son, when he had his son nineteen months ago, it honestly made me go, "What am I? Who am I? What do I want to be? Or my son? What do I want him to see me doing?" And then he decided he wanted to race again. So off we go. Dying in a fiery crash. Right. Yeah. Oh man, Frankie, we hardly knew oh. ye. Good for him. Yeah. I got bounce. I got some schoolwork. You guys are oh, doing no. great. I gotta go. Okay. All right, we got one more story. Uh, we'll. Re- oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey, love you, coach. coach. We'll, we'll wrap it up with this. I hope everyone in this story wrapped it up as well. As a rule, I try to bring subjects <laughs> that nobody or hardly anybody else is talking about, but sometimes a story is so compelling that it breaks through. <laughs> from the mainstream into our little show here. Such is the case with the tale of the precinct pincushion. When I hear there's a lady cop blowing five dudes in the break room, what am I supposed to do with that information? Not bring it here? If you haven't heard, the Nashville Police Department had a real go-getter on the force with a championship attitude who would do things like uh, take her top off at pool parties. Sure, there were kids there, but I mean, what's the big deal? It was reported that she blew a colleague in the gym on the clock. And of course, Officer Hall was, quote, allegedly doing threesomes, couples and gangbangs with fellow officers. All the while, she's telling these guys, hey, I know I'm married. You see the ring, but don't worry. It's cool. Open marriage. And when this all went down and the husband heard about it, he said, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Yeah. So. I guess that door only opened one way. Oops. And I mean, she is, if, boy, if not, if just, if nothing special was a person, it would be this five foot nothing upper arm tattoo chick, this (laughs) pasty white little cop chick. Like you, I just. Little cop chick. Yeah. The poor guy. Jedediah something is his oh, name. He, he's a park what ranger. Fifteen then. <laughs> his name's Jedediah. They've been banging through a sheet. No wonder she's out there getting something else. <laughs> Rumspring. <laughs> this poor guy. He's a park ranger. Probably a super nice guy out there just patrolling the parks while she's on patrol getting porked. Poor guy just probably painted himself with honey and walked into the woods. He's out there trying to prevent littering, and this chick is like, put it anywhere. <laughs> He's trying to stop poachers, and she's slaying office cocks in record numbers. <laughs> Worried about meth heads driving around with spotlights, trying to bag a 14-pointer at 2 a.m. Guy's probably dressed up like a fucking tree stump, sitting out there in the brush. With only a With only a <laughs> granola bar to sustain him, thinking he's making a difference. And meanwhile, 
She's back at the precinct in pursuit of a 1069. I feel for the guy. Oh my God. Precincts There's a video of her. Precincts can get pretty weird. <laughs> About once a month, a lot of downtime. Cop story. <laughs> oh, there's some oh, unfortunate things making the rounds on the internet about that young lady. But you'll have that. Oh my that. god, the jokes are incredible. The jokes are incredible. They're really funny. <laughs> <laughs> what are we at? Hour two. Look at that. We fucking nailed it. We fucking nailed it, guys. I feel good about this one. I'm proud of us. Look at us. <laughs> what is this? 80? I think this is 80. Like we're closing in on a hundred episodes. So I can tell your friends, get on board. That's where I do the, the, the thank yous. Thank you everyone for listening. We truly do appreciate it. We encourage you to tell your friends. That's the best way. Share the show on social media. Maybe send us one of those five-star reviews. But yeah, if you tell your friends, your friends trust you. Be like, hey, I've been listening to this awesome show. Yeah, look at that chick. I mean, <laughs> some people look like animals. She looks like a bunny rabbit. It's just, <laughs> She's a little... Little bunny rabbit looking, looking. I believe the word is nondescript. Oh, I believe the word is. If I saw her, I'd be like, "Oh, that's somebody's daughter." Yeah, like she looks <laughs> like, like a fucking FTX child. Chick. This is the she FTX looks- chick, just weird. Yeah, she looks <laughs> yep. like she drives a Volkswagen Passat. She's into. She doesn't even oils. look like she's lost her fucking baby fit fat cheeks yet. She never misses Grey's Anatomy, and just, <laughs> just, I mean. Taking all comers. She's like a WWE champ. Come and I'm take I'm sure this. she's a sweet lady. <laughs> yeah. I'm Just sure really she's... a lot of fun at parties. Yeah. <laughs> so go to PatriotSportsNow.com. Find all of our stuff. Follow the show at Patriots Pod on Twitter. Share the show with all the cool people in your life. Until next time, be good to each other. Chris kicked the outro music. You've been listening to Patriot Sports Radio. If you're sick of all the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media, like we are, this show is for you. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. For more content and merch, hit up www.patriotsportsnow.com. Find us on Twitter at Patriots Pod, on Instagram and Facebook at Patriots Sports Now, and on Getter, Rumble, and YouTube at Patriots Sports. Take care, and we'll see you next time.